Hi, I'm Dr. Daniel Jacobazzi, and you're listening to the Hall of Mirrors podcast. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. We have Daniel Jacobazzi joining us again. Thank you, Doctor, for uh, for wanting to be on, for reaching out again. Oh, thank you for thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm going to let you uh, tell why or the reason why you reached out, the, the book that you want to talk about, and. Uh, sure. I have to admit, I haven't finished it yet. Uh, it's it's pretty intense. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. And so I'm actually going to go back to, you know, think about when it was. I think it was actually maybe January or February of 2020. And I had just gotten home from work. And I work, um, at that point, I was working Monday through Thursday and then, and then Saturdays. And it was had finished dinner, was downstairs in front of my very large TV, just melting my brain to some, some innocuous content. And it started to get all achy. And I never, I like, I like almost literally almost never get sick. I was like, Oh man, you know, like this, I have a Friday break and then I have to go to work on Saturday. And I'm thinking, am I getting sick? This is going to be crap. You know, anyway, felt a little achy, fell asleep on the couch. I woke up about two hours later, felt perfectly fine. Nothing. Oh, okay. That that was kind of weird. And I woke up in the morning um, and I'm uh, six days a week. I get on my rowing machine, whether I, whether I want to or not. So for a form of self-flagellation punishment, supposed to to keep me fit too, but you know, anyway, um, get on there and and I start this little dry cough, kind of weird, no big deal, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know if you guys know, I'm actually formerly an engineer. So I keep track of all my numbers. It's incredibly boring, tedious, but um, so I can look at my heart rate, look at my, you know, my wattage, everything I'm pulling cough has really no effect on my cardiovascular capabilities. Okay. All right. No big deal. It just must be allergies, blah, blah, blah. And, and leave it at that for the next six weeks. I have this, like this weird dry cough. I'm like, you know, like, eh, you know, felt like I had something, but I don't really have something because I'm not, not productive or anything. Anyway, finally passes. And then, and then I, you know, then of course all the COVID stuff comes in. I'm like, Oh, I must, I must've had COVID. So I think I must've had a virus. And then I read this bad boy, even though I bought this book like two months after that, and it sat diligently on my shelf gathering dust. Um, anyway, wow, that's just, how thick it is. So yeah, I got, but, I, don't I, worry. Don't we see that? See, that's, that's like, that's a trick. Don't worry about it because it's only really that thick. Okay. This is all um, like like uh, bibliography notes, yeah. all that good Got stuff. It. So yeah, so that was that was part of the intimidation. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever. But once you get going, it's actually a pretty quick read. Um, I think I finished it in like a day and a half. Um, anyway, so read it. And at that point, I realized that uh, we've all heard Hegelian dialect, right? Problem, reaction, solution. So. You get, you get presented with a problem. It gets a reaction from the intended audience. And then, hey, then, then meaning the power, we'll call them the PTB, the powers that be. They, they, have, they, they throw a problem out there. They get the response from the people. And then, hey, look what we've got for you. We've got a solution. And so I thought, and, and I would say even mistakenly at this point, I thought that, and, and I'll say, I'll call it, that the, the COVID is obviously a bioweapon, right? That right. there's a protein that was designed in a lab that was released, all that good stuff. Um, and I always assumed that, that that was the problem. And that was the vehicle for creating the, the demand for 
for, I don't want to say anything, but for, for that, yeah, they stick in the shoulder. Right. <clears throat> and then after reading, after reading this book, it became apparent to me, at least in my mind, that the problem really is the f- five guys and fries thing that runs our mobile phones. Yeah. Five, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and again, that's where this book was very interesting because I did read this in this book in March of um, 2020. This Which is, book uh, is that? It's called Beauchamp or versus Pasteur or Beauchamp or Pasteur. It was written, it was uh, published in 1942 it was by Ethel Hume. And so this talks about a lot about um, basically Beauchamp, but then carries into the Spanish influenza time and all that stuff. A very, very, like the parallels, like obviously the further we look back, the further we can look forward and may not be exactly what's going on right now, but they had the same battle with mandatory this. That's when we got the good Supreme court decision saying that, you know, we have body symmetry, all that stuff. Very fascinating um, because at this time, when we like, when this book is talking about the Spanish influence at the very same time that that occurred was the rollout for radio. Interesting. So, and so then you're like, okay. And then you think about how quickly the Spanish flu traveled around the globe. It was less than two weeks. They didn't have anything that got around the globe in two weeks in, in 1918. Yeah. No, no airliners. That's for sure. You didn't get, you didn't get that far that fast. So then you're like, okay, interesting. And then they talk, you talk a little, you think about a little more what happened in this book. Unfortunately, this book did not talk about the radio, um, but this one did. And the rollout for the radio was um, right around that World War One. The U.S. put up a bunch of towers. The, the U.K. put up a bunch of towers. They were all around the world and they all went online at around the same time. Poof. All of a sudden we get all of these symptoms, these issues, and so then, um, and then Furstenberg, first, I'll just call it Furstenberg's book, uh, The Invisible Rainbow. He goes back and he says, this is very simple. It's 1889, 1918, 1957, 1968, and now 2019. All have big flu epidemics. Did you know? And I didn't know that before 1889, there was no flu. I was just going to say that. Like, as I'm no. listening to the audio book, when he, when they hit that passage, I was like, holy shit. And then they said a hundred million people died in 1889, a hundred million. Think about how small the population was then as to now. That's a, that's a massive number. And of course, what happened? That was the electrification of cities. And then um, basically as electricity spread, then all of a sudden these people get sick. And then now that, so now coming back to my, my issue of that dry cough, it makes me wonder, I noticed that, Back that way towards Western Avenue, right by me, they they were putting up these big nasty towers on top of one of the buildings there, and so then I started thinking, well, I wonder if that's when they started turning on the the five yeah. the five the five you know what stuff here, yeah, because and then, and then like you think about back to we'll pick on the Spanish flu again, they did experiments and it's weird they don't do any of these experiments now, right? Because they probably because they don't want to have the answers, but they took um, volunteers and they had them gargle with sputum 
<laughs> and, and and take sputum in from people who had the flu had the spanish flu wow. and out of 100 volunteers they probably could only find 100 people in the city of boston but <laughs> out of 100 volunteers you know how many got sick how many interesting not a one not a one and so if it's if it's truly a virus then, then you, 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 that's not how it works, right? You'd have to be sick immediately. And when we're talking about your, you know, and I hear all the stories of this all the time, people, at least in the initial wave, in the initial wave, um, things change now, but before they started doing, before they started doing that stuff, you'd have families where somebody would get it and another person wouldn't. Well, that doesn't really make sense. If it's so infectious and so contagious, then why isn't everybody getting it? Now, I do believe that's changed and I'm going to, if I can find the quote, Hume, Hume has a um, <clears throat> quote that says, but when nature's coat of mail, the skin is violated and the drug inserted beneath the skin, nature's line of defense is outflanked and rarely can anything be done to hinder or prevent the action of the drug, no matter how injurious or even fatal it may be. All the physicians in the world are incompetent either to foresee its action or to hinder it. And again, that was, I'm sorry, that was, she, was, she wrote that in 1923. And it's so back to why, well, why are we getting people that are like, you hear people, somebody, somebody's getting double, double, you know what? And then they come home and then they're SO their significant other who hasn't gotten, it does get sick because you're putting it into the body. Then it's making that bioweapon. So there are actually, there's more than one thing going on at a time, right? So you have the technology rollout and then they, and I know this sounds tinfoil patty. I, I, I can't help it. It just, it is what it is. Um, that also becomes the chance to implement this. Um, have you, have you ever seen Harry Vox's uh, thing on YouTube about operation lockstep? No. Okay. If you can find it, it's been pulled down. Um, who, who, who put it out? What's his name? Harry Vox V O X. I just look for operation lockstep. It talks about every, I mean, this is, he put that out, I think in either 2010 or 2014 and talks about the basically fascist medical surveillance state. And it's almost as if, and again, I know I sound like a tinfoil hat and we probably should all be wearing tinfoil hats at this point in time, given what we're being exposed to. Right. Um, But the, if you, if they know there's going to be a problem, which is associated with the technology rollout and they have, other goals in mind, which would be mass mass inoculation of a population. Hey, how, what a, what a perfect thing for them! And then and then, go ahead. So, Doc, are, are you? I'm I'm trying to frame this in my mind sure. with what you're saying. Is ultimately the the virus we'll call it is uh, the conveyance for the virus could be through the, the 5g through the, the radiation. Oh, okay. itself, Sorry, or, yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm yeah. understanding it. So I haven't been clear. It's actually simple. It's, it's, it's just basically activation. Or, uh, yep. It's yeah. just, just toxicity, radiation exposure, toxicity, just like, just like the initial electrification in 1889, just like when people were exposed to radio waves in 1918. And so but come back to 1957, 1957 radar massive radar installations all around the world and then 1968 satellites and- dan i got a question yeah i because i didn't get very you know maybe 40 percent through the sure. book do they mention tesla at all in in the book nikola tesla they do they do not talk about tesla so that's like mind-blowing to me because in 1889 he came out with the tesla coil 
right. would have been our very first, uh, you know, electricity, wireless, wireless electricity. Yeah. My, my guy, my guy, my guest tells me that the book didn't really get into it because they're just talking about <clears throat> the, the dangers and toxicity of it. And then as far as the, the actual history of the world and why Tesla's not mentioned, my guess is that his electricity was probably benign. Or he, the re, and the reason why I ask is because it, it's well known that the government came in and stole all of his, yep. all of his work, exactly. uh-huh. everything. And we never saw a Tesla coil ever again. So did they reverse engineer it and then put it into what we know today as. They just destroyed it. Sure, there's no money to be made off yeah. of it, and that's what it comes that's down right. to. He pulled, he pulled electricity for free. from the atmosphere. Right. It was free. Well, it's neat because the Invisible Rainbow talks about how electricity is on this planet before life itself. Yep. And it reminded me of Star Wars, like when Yoda's like, you know, it's of the course. force that binds us and is, it you know, is. runs through us, right? It, it's it the is. same exact thing. It is. It's exactly right. And so, like, when you think about, like, um, back to Tesla, and I have no, I can't prove this, obviously, because I don't understand enough about what Tesla did. But when you talk about what he was doing or seemed to be doing is that he could pull that electricity or channel that electricity, right? Because we have like uh, <clears throat> basically the, the negative charge, I believe, in the clouds and then the positive in the ground. And so that that creates this flow, right? And then it, and then it's it's just it's just circulating and he could just focus it, concentrate it. And then he could also even transmit it. He was transmitting it a couple miles at a time. I did read one little book on him where he was able to transmit it successfully. He was even using, um, and I don't remember the name of the... Uh, installation that uh, JP Morgan Chase dismantled, but he was sending images and, 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 and voice across, right. across the Atlantic without any difficulty. And then also that technology is gone. I mean, there, there's so much stuff that's, that's been disappeared. So I, again, I can't help but think that his, his form of electricity in the Tesla coil was, was not a problem. Plus, you know, again, not monetary, there's no money to be made from that. You know, you can't, you can't be a captain of industry if you, you're not taking money. So it, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it true or is it just out there in, in social media land that 5G was actually developed in Wuhan? 5G, 5G uh, the first rollout was in Wuhan. So the, Isn't that and, curious? And exactly, right? And then the most, um, the, the highest concentration of towers was Wuhan. And I don't, I didn't have the, I don't, I've lost some, I had a Twitter, I had four Twitter accounts nuked, but my first one had, uh, had some really cool stuff on it that showed maps of 5G, 5G concentration. And then they overlaid it with um, COVID infections and miraculously was the same. And so back to um, the Beauchamp book, and I didn't really understand it when I read it. Actually, there was one part, I basically I had to read the second half twice because it really goes against everything that you've learned. But the, the, the whole virus thing and how bacteria germ theory was disproven in actually 1858 it doesn't there's it's Pasteur is an idiot and Fauci go ahead oh I was say just so while we're right to this point in the conversation what what's the end game <laughs> well, you know well I mean I know what I think I mean, if you think, if you look at the data so far, the, the jab, and this is coming out of the UK, their PHE is public health, um, their public, public health thing, the, uh, department, they have the, um, basically the antibodies and, and the immune function, the basically from the blood labs, they're measuring in all these people, they're declining at about 5% 
a month from the time of their second, you know what? Yeah. And so basically a huge chunk, maybe not all, but a huge chunk of these people are going to have AIDS. So it's going to be acquired immune deficiency syndrome. So basically they'll have no immune systems. And so, and I, I don't know if I talked about this wow. last time there, there's, um, there's three waves. And again, I don't, I don't remember either, but the first wave is a toxicity wave. So uh, have you guys have heard of Thomas Renz, right? Yes. So Thomas Renz is that attorney who's got the whistleblower inside Medicare and he's got all that data and he's got basically 150,000 people either diet. And I forgive me because I don't remember. Is it either within three days of the shot or within 14 days of the shot? I, I want to say it's three days of the shot. So initial wave of toxicity. Um, and then you would have the bloodborne issues. So the strokes, heart attacks and all that other good fun stuff. And then two to three years on, uh, as far out as two to three years, you're going to have the autoimmune ADE, so um, antibody dependent enhancement. Have you heard that term before? I've never heard that. Okay, that one's a, that's a fun one to look up, and that's really it really had me upset and messed up um, until I kind of accepted it. But antibody dependent enhancement is um, basically where the immune system is spiked from from being presented with something, and then um, the next time it's re-exposed, that response goes even higher, and so. Uh, and there is nothing you can do. And there are four previous instances where trials were done with it. Um, RSV. So I, I dug, you know, don't give a, don't give a, a nerd too much time. I was very angry that March we were completely slowed down because nobody would leave the houses. So I had nothing else to do, but, but read and research. Um, RSV, uh, syncytial virus. They did a vaccine trial in 19, I think it was 1968 or 1969. Uh, they skipped animal trials. They didn't have them back then. I think that's one of the reasons why animal trials started is because of this specific vaccine trial with RSV. And the, um, there was 35 toddlers enrolled. And before inoculation, um, toddlers are hospitalized, were hospitalized at about 5%. And, and really, they rarely died. I mean, they might give them a little bit of a tough time because it can be hard on them. But for the most part, rarely if ever died. Then they, you know, gave them, they gave them the inoculation and after the inoculation, they recovered and then they re-exposed them or, or they were re-exposed rather. And 80% were hospitalized and two died. So you had a, uh, a, six, per seven, a six or 7% mortality rate uh, after it was almost zero before. And so they're like, oh, that was unintended. So that vaccine never made it to market, obviously. And they, that's where they coined the term, uh, the term antibody dependent enhancement or um, enhanced immune response. And then there was one other term that they use. Now they don't enhance immune response um, or adverse immune response. They don't use anymore. They switched to ADEs. I don't know if they did that because that way you wouldn't be able to find and correlate those things. Um, dengue fever uh, vaccine was rolled out in the Philippines disaster tons of injuries and then lots of people sick and if i'm not mistaken there were people that went to jail on that one um which is ironic because that was also nih was weren't they involved yeah absolutely exactly yep 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 fauci they gave it to them they gave it gave it to them right out of the kindness of their hearts exactly very giving um and then um the sars one um they had the the mice um and then they also had ferrets so the ferrets, I, I don't know how many mice were in the, the mouse study, but in the ferret study, there are 24 ferrets. Ferrets, the reason why they use ferrets is because ferrets um, have uh, lungs that work similar to us. And uh, they, 
it's again, it's, it's, so it's all about the spike protein. The spike protein is crazy. It does all kinds of really lovely things. Um, and so they create the virus, they inoculated the ferrets, the ferrets developed a uh, robust immune response. Great. Hey, it works. And then they let everybody recover and then they re-expose the ferrets and every last ferret died. Every last one, every last one. Now is that, that was in three months. And so that's why you hear people squawking now. Well, it can't be ADEs because ADEs happen to the ferrets in three months. Yeah. That's a life cycle issue. <clears throat> three months for ferrets is like three years for, for people. And so that's why the expectation is when, when these people start getting re-exposed and you're going to see them, see them drop. And I hope, I hope I'm wrong, honestly. I mean, God's truth. I don't, I don't want the, what I read or my, my conclusions about it to be right. It's just, again, back to the, the, this, the health data from um, the UK. I mean, you're just looking at these, they're looking at these markers and they're watching, watching their immune function just go straight down. And then there was a doctor actually in Yorkville and I can't remember his name. Um, he did blood work on a patient of his who had been pre-diabetic or even diabetic, a functional medicine doctor, guy got in shape, got everything right, went and got, went and got inoculated, little immediate dip in his, his blood markers as far as immune function, and then, you know, waited the, whatever, the, the month or a little less than a month, got, got the second inoculation, another dump. And so you were just going to see this, this stepping down. But um, so anyway, go ahead. If, if the goal, and I, I'm just, and I want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, so if, if the goal is leading us to a society that basically is going to get cut in half, if not more population wise, um, two thirds, by, by two thirds of the population is wiped out in the next, we'll, yeah. say, we'll say five years just for uh, sake sure. of conversation. Those that are remaining, and I'm trying to figure out where, where their mentality would be, because those are remaining are those that were the most defiant and not <laughs> exactly. getting in line, right? So, exactly. so how, so how I don't does know. this work to their, how is this advantageous? Yeah, game, I don't get, I don't, I think that my, again, have you ever heard of Georgia Guidestones? Yes. Okay. So, you know, right. Their goal is what, 500,000? Right. The world's population. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're Catching not going to up on that one. I don't know that one. Uh, Georgia Guidestones are in Georgia. There are a set of rocks that have basically what 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 is that? The ten principles yep. uh, are guide- of, of sustainable a sustainable living. Anytime again, and just so anybody's listening, anytime you hear a green new deal, sustainable development, smart city, or any of that crap, run right, run the other way as fast as you can. So build that yeah, better, right? These these guidestones yes. were were contracted and built. Nobody knows who paid for them, but they're sitting in a in a field in Georgia that have. Why these, Georgia? Yeah. Wow. How did I miss this? I don't know. You're, yeah. Gonna, yeah. But basically, so, the whole thing is. I don't, have you ever watched the movie? It was like now, and again, I know I'm sounding like the tinfoil hat guy. I don't care. Um, uh, the movie Ju- uh, Judge Dredd or Dredd, the the latest version. I, I didn't see the new one. I haven't seen the new one. I know this. Okay, is still the new one. one has this dystopic mega cities. Um, the, the one they call is Peachtree City, which is interesting because Peachtree Peach City is in, is in Georgia, right by Atlanta or in Atlanta. Um, thousands of stories high. Everybody, for the most part, the major populations, you know, like top, most of the population lives in these big mega, mega cities, all stacked on top of each other. Um, and they're controlled through the use of, you know, drugs and all this other meaningless stuff 
and, and, and they're e- very easy to manage. And so, um, but back to your point, I don't know what the end game is because you're right. They're not going to kill the ones that are the ones that are going to put up the biggest fight because I, I have to read this by the way, just so, yeah. cause I, I didn't, I didn't know about this. Uh, so I'm sure there's people listening that don't know about this Georgia Guidestones. Uh, the 10 inscriptions read as number one, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. So there's your new world order. Uh, Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Number (laughs) number eight, (laughs) balance personal rights and social duties. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So, so with that being said, I, you could almost form a hypothesis uh, based upon what Randy just read. And, and that being, maybe the end game is to get rid of the weak and those that are, are going to be the, the automatons. Listen to me. And now we can actually have a society within this world of people that are uh, looking for, for more uh, a healthy lifestyle that are more in tune with, with the planet itself. I, I know that once you, you said it already, doc, it's kind of tinfoil hat time, but I think we're in those times, no matter what we say. Oh, that sounds straight new world order to me. Oh no, Steph. I mean, you're familiar with agenda 2030, right? And agenda 2050. Yeah. Well, it goes back to the whole Sean Stone podcast that we did too. Right. Okay. That one I haven't seen, but yeah, agenda 2030, they talk about, you know, like the sustainable living. And so they have wildlife corridors we're basically they're smashing everybody in again back to the the you should watch the movie it's actually pretty good dread um but they smash everybody into the sit centers and then you know that goes that whole you know it's all about like you know, like coercion and control right and so like the next lockdowns are going to be climate lockdowns right if i were if i were to guess um but you know you look at all these these scumbag and so i hate to say the elites but right those the, the one half of one percenters the people who have most of the money in the world what are they doing right now they're buying up truckloads of land Right? Why? Right. Well, that's a UN thing. But but why are the billionaires buying truckloads of land? Right, right. Well, I'm saying Harvard it's, just, it's interesting how that's connected. Well, the UN is controlled by Rothschild, but that's yeah. a whole other Right, 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 right. The whole ran on that. I can ran on that for hours, but um, they're buying all this land because then they don't have to change their lifestyle because right. they have the they have their carbon offset. Whereas me, you, you know, us, we don't, we don't have access to, you know, I'll just, Oh, I, I have a private jet. I'll just plant a couple of trees. Not a problem. Whereas the normal person can't do that. I mean, they're, they're like all of this stuff is just, it's it, bad. Well, it's batshit crazy. <laughs> it's got, right. it's got, and I'm not, I, I'm not making fun of people or saying no. this is wrong or whatever, but, but like number 20 is realizing gender equality, like things <laughs> like this on the list. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't uh, make any sense. But it, maybe that's the plan, is you make people that are actually connecting the dots make you, make you seem batshit crazy, right? Gaslight, yep. Absolutely, yep. gaslight it, right. Yep. Um, you know, there was a, a... But this is on the UN webpage. Sure, and because yep. it's nonsense. It's, it's, right in front, it's right in front of you. It's not, they have to tell you what they're doing. 
right? That's, that's a whole other thing. I'm not even going to get into that discussion, but they have, they have to tell you what they're doing because it has to be voluntary. Right. These all these people that then we talk about the mandates, right? You, and you guys know they're, they're, none of the mandates are, 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 are even mandated. Right. It's all a press release. There's nothing actually on paper, which is very clever because what happens? So say, you know, your, your work tells you, you have to get, you have to get inoculated and you're like, no, I don't want to. And you, you manage to find a lawyer who's willing to take your case and you have enough money to go fight it. What's going to happen. You're going to go to court. There's going to, they're going to be like, what? There's no, there's no mandate. Right. There's nothing to fight. It gets thrown out. So you get this, this whole circular, circular, you know, thing going because you can't, you can't, fight a law that doesn't exist or a mandate even that doesn't exist. Right. And it's all, it's so, all just threats that don't come to fruition. Correct. Also. Exactly. Um, and, and with that being said, that's why the ACLU hasn't jumped on this. And let, let's face it, the ACL, ACLU should be ringing the bell from the highest top. So what, what, do you, what do you say to nurses that get terminated? They're going on their own. How so though? So like our podcast with Kim, mm-hmm. Kimmy, right? She didn't quit. Yeah, but but they're not saying it based upon the vaccine. They're they're saying it's based upon the exactly insubordination. Uh, insubordination. Yep. Okay. So that's the, that's the exactly. end round. Yep. Exactly right. It's this it's this whole wordplay game. And somebody pointed out to me, which was actually brilliant, is that if you do get in the situation, I'm not sure how this would work, but it make it just makes sense to me. Is if you do get in the situation, I'm not I'm not disclosing my public health my private health information. Well, are you vaccinated? I'm not going to disclose my personal health information, my medical information. And then if they, and then if they fire you, then you probably have something with a little bit more teeth because they fired you for refusing to disclose your, your medical information. That's a problem. So that's going on in Chicago right now. Um, That's what the the police officers are going through, but it's very interesting. Uh, Doc, I don't know if you, you followed it or not, but if you, decline to upload your health information onto their portal. Let's face it, there, there's nothing in Chicago that's secure and can't be accessed, right? So, <laughs> no. but, but with that being said, if you refuse to, they send you for an education. Oh yeah, and it's then, horrifying. Then they yeah. ask you again, and this all happens in the same day. Then yeah. they, if you don't, if you say, no, I'm still not getting it after your education, you go to human resources where they tell you. They counsel hey, you. Exact, counsel you again. Then there's a third thing that you have to go to. You go through all these steps and there's officers that get to step three where step three is that now they're going to put you on unpaid leave at right. this point and right. for not uploading your health information. And by yep. the time they hit step three, the majority of these officers are just are, are succumbing they're, to the depression. They're folding. Yep. Yeah. They're folding. And, and, and that's cool. I mean, that's the very definition of coercion. Then you talk into like, yeah, Nuremberg existed. I mean, you know, right. And the Nuremberg principles are still in effect. So I don't know how this doesn't, you know, in a, in a world with some reason, how this doesn't end with a lot of people swinging. I mean, gallows. I mean, I, I, this, this is very clear. I mean, like I, and, and my wife would kill me um, if she knew, hope she doesn't watch this. She probably won't. (laughs) Bonnie, sorry if you're watching this as my mother-in-law. But I sent, I sent um, a whole packet to somebody who inoculated my father-in-law. I, I I let him know that you, you did not give him informed consent because you can't know the dangers of this. And if something happens, buddy, if something happens to him, I'm coming after you, you know, because, and and I sent it certified return mail. So there's a record that it was delivered so that if, if, if that, you know, I don't want to think about it, but if something happens, then at least there is some, some option. Because so, wait, no, no, 
But have you seen like they're giving out the the, the shots at the Walgreens? I was just going to say they got to sign those. The documentation you have to sign. Yep. It's ridiculous. There's you, no way you you're can giving read it. away your rights. You're yeah. giving away everything. Basically, you are now property which, of which the, you can't the see that's things you can't give away your rights if they don't provide proper informed consent. So all this paper is meaningless. It's meaningless. Also, it doesn't mean anything. So it, is a signature meaningless too? I mean, does that if 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 and if, if proper informed consent is not provided, yes. If, if I did not convey the, 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 the true nature of what was going to happen to you, how can they? They don't know. Right. <laughs> we're, still, we're still in the trial. These people, this is part stage four of a vaccine trial that they're enrolling in. Right. And, and they, keep, they keep changing, right? Uh, now they're talking about the, the fourth jab that you need. I was in Walgreens one day and I happened to be in the vitamins, which is by the pharmacy in, in this old lady walked up i'm here for my third shot i'm like oh my gosh oh my god what is happening like i just begging for it i can't it. it's so happy to get to you know i'm right yeah let's but, let's go but you become the enemy if you don't and that's the, that's the well, problem yeah. but then that's that whole division thing right artificial right. division right we're the president it is a- this is this is a war of the unvaccinated right uh what well, not not a war it was uh this is a a, pan, a pandemic, pandemic of, the, of the unvaccinated, yeah. which is right. the most ridiculous thing. Oh, it's completely wrong. I mean, look at it. Look at it. Well, I mean, and I actually had a patient who is a very intelligent man. He was older and blue, but a uh, very intelligent guy. And at the very beginning, so look at Sweden. Did you, did you see anybody talk about Sweden at this point? Not a one. No. What's happening in Sweden? Nothing. And that's because that goes to the whole rollout thing. They stop. They stop with the vaccination stuff. They stop with the masks. The, the The technology has been rolled out. So those who would have issues with it, they they've had their issues and either recovered or didn't. But even even with even with the rollout of the tech that would cause problems in twenty uh, in twenty twenty, we did not see any any excess mortality, even worldwide. Right. It wasn't until twenty twenty one that we started seeing the the numbers go up in terms of of, of um, overall debt. And then, like, what's his name, John uh, John Ioannidis, who uh, was probably is not was is probably one of the top three epidemiologists in the world. You know, did uh, did a paper and it got excoriated for it, but basically said that um, Delta is even less dangerous than than the Delta whatever the Delta is, right? Right. Um, is even less dangerous, and so now the mortality is down to. Um, 0.15% or, or no 0.03% something like something ridiculously low I mean it was initially it was 99.85% survival rate right that, that was that was, the, that, was the, that was if you got infected right and now there's a delta plus and then what do they say oh. the epsilon the lambda so all no, they're, they're going to go it's, it's gonna go right if we yeah. go if we go back to the book and like you said, that one day you were watching probably in front of like a 60 inch TV and you, and you were getting the aches and stuff. And, you know, where do you go from there? What are you, you know, what you can say what you're going to do or, and we're not, we turn this off. It, we don't give advice, but turn this off as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. When you sleep um, and I, I would, I would go up and get it, but when you sleep, turn it off entirely or um, you can put it in a Faraday bag. I did experiment because that's, that's, that's me. But um, if you want to do the cheap way, you can take three layers of um, 
tin foil, tin foil around a, around a, a Ziploc baggie and then tape it up really good. That will actually work. I just wanted to see if it works. It does work. It you can get Faraday better. bags cheap on Amazon. Yep. And I had just learned about Faraday bags because of, yeah, I haven't, you know, I might've mentioned it, but we had um, C- Captain Emily Rainey on our podcast who was, has been honorably discharged from the army. She was a PSYOP um, soldier and for various reasons. And one being at the day of insurrection, just being there, oh, she was discharged from the army, but sure. I shit you not the day we published our podcast, the video that night. And I used to never turn my phone off. Right. I went to bed at 10 30. At 12.33, somebody entered my phone and took a screen recording and left the screen recording for me to find. Oh, dear. Um, They got into a a cluster of apps where I have my alarm system for my house. I also have an app for like my my cameras in my house. And my notes. notes. Yep. And my notes. And uh, they they did that for, I don't know, a minute and ended the recording but when i woke up the next morning it said screen recording saved to photos at 12 33 a.m they're sending a message to you yep and it was the most uh uncomfortable feeling i've ever felt in my life and i i like 5 30 a.m i'm I'm texting mike i'm like dude holy smokes i'm i'm you know they're in my phone i'm right um He's like, you got to talk to Emily. I, I, I called Emily yeah. and I'm like, she's going to think yeah. I'm crazy. She's like, no. Yeah. She said, you know, you've been texting me. I've been on their list. There's no doubt that they got your number now. They're in your phone and they're going to try to build a case against you or see what you're doing. Wow. He's like, you need to get a Faraday bag. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? What's a Faraday bag? <laughs> so now I know. Yeah. So, so now we're, 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 we're unbelievably educated on. Yeah. So, so Faraday bag blocks all signals incoming outgoing from your phone. Get it. You can get a two pack on Amazon for, I believe like 12 bucks. Yeah. And they're, you know, the size of a, of a small purse or or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So So I actually bought four. Yeah. So, so, so doc, we're, we're, we're hitting some nerves with some people with uh, the content. We're yeah. Doing. I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing we don't text each other. Right. Well, yeah, well, I did. I did. So oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> so, so people that are listening, uh, invest in a good VPN. Yep. Uh, that's, that's a great thing to have. Turn your devices off your computers, yep. laptops, yep your cell phones and, yep. and hard, hardwire the house. I, yep. I think that's exactly that's right. You no, know, you can yep. get ethernet cables and, and, and hardwire. Uh, you I don't have that. To, because it, if the, let's face it, if it's the wireless signals that are getting us sick, we can, we're not gonna be able to get rid of them totally, but you can yeah. really uh, minimize your exposure. Yeah. To Let me take a step further. You guys can, it's really amazing. Uh, I learned how to, how to build a house on YouTube. Uh, you guys can do the same thing. Uh, you can order a reel of cat five cable. You can get the tools, the crimpers to yep. put the ends on your ethernet cables. It's really simple. You follow the instructions. It'll tell you what color of the wires to line up. You put it over, you crimp it. It's amazing. It's a piece of cake. I did it. You guys can do it. YouTube. So that was the other thing is what happened. What was the first thing? And I remember seeing this and thinking that was really kind of odd. What was the first thing they did with schools when all the lockdowns happened. 
Do you remember? Uh, well, here they they close the schools. Yeah, they close the yeah, schools. Yeah, and... what they do when the schools are closed? The huge wave wave of installation of five G. Oh, all I, over all of the schools. Well, yeah, all the government grants came through, right? For yep. for upgrades. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, kids are I still remember. getting free lunch. Yeah, there's a lot of money. And, and, and now what's happening though? Uh, now we just have uh, kids five through twelve. Uh, time to get time to time get to the... get them vaccinated, right? Yeah. They're approved. And then you see that knucklehead. I won't say what I want to say about him. He said, well, we won't know what side effects there are until we try it. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. I think, Doc, this, this, is, this is where I think an uprising happens. Um, I don't want to see it, but uh, I, I really, you might be able to uh, convince me to get the shot. Uh, just, you know, if my livelihood is going to get taken away, I might get the shot. Um, but you're not going to force it upon my children. And I feel like th- that's a, a, a hard line in the sand for, for a lot of Americans. And we ta- we've been talking about this for months. I hope so. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And holy shit, this morning on the news, it's been approved. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Emergency use authorization. Yeah. Emergency <laughs> use authorization. And that's the other thing is the emergency can never end, right? Right. Because, because they're like, oh, well, they're, go- they're going to, they keep saying that. They're going, this is all wordplay. Uh, well, you know, they're, they're going to be approved. They're, they're going to get FDA approval. They will never be FDA approved because they'll have to release all the data. Right. And even if they don't release it like, and analyze it, they still has to be made available to the public. They can't do that. So they is, it, is that. the Pfizer FDA approved? None of them are. None of them are. So, so Comer, the Comirnaty one is Comirnaty is FDA approved, but it's not even produced yet. How do you how do you approve something? Right. So, so, so that's the thing. They're they're basically marketing that as the Pfizer, but it's it's a totally different inoculation. So, re, so remember when Which, they said it was approved, and right. then I got hold of the documents and right. we read through the documents, read through and it still months. said it was emergency use. Right. It's just it's just a bait and switch. Oh yeah, oh no, it's been approved. And then you go in and you get one that's I mean, well, none of them are again, none of them will ever be approved. And Comirnaty is never gonna be reproduced. So and you know what they're telling the our armed services before we give you that, we have to get rid of all the old batches of the Pfizer. Yeah, it's the same right. stuff. Right. It's horrifying. Yeah, it's ridiculous it's what they're doing to us. It's horrifying. And like you think about what's happening to the military, uh, it's yeah, interesting times. It's gonna get bumpy. Certainly. Well, stay tuned to the podcast. I'm sure we'll have uh, many more service members join us uh, as that, that fight continues. Yeah. On both fronts. Oh, and freedom let me, of speech let me just, and freedom of choice. Before I forget, um, there's one thing I saw. So you guys heard of Carrie Maddy? Say that one more time. You, I Dr. Really Dr. Carrie Maddy? No. She's been, she's been chirping loud and loud and loud and proud from the very beginning about all this. And I watched her looked up with her the other day. It talked about um, a detox bath. And so, Oh, I saw your post on the detox baths. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's like detox because you have the virus or detox because you're getting exposure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I call it the EB3 bath or Epsom salts, baking soda, borax, and bentonite clay. And so Epsom salts would be one to two cups. Uh, baking soda would be one to two cups. Borax would be one to two cups. And then um, <clears throat> bentonite clay would be one half to one cup. Now I did it myself just the other night for the first time just to try it. And I did two, 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 and then one for the bentonite clay. You can probably get away with just one cup of, of the baking soda, Epsom salts and borax, and then just do um, a half cup of the bentonite clay. And really interesting, um, skin felt like lighter the next day i don't know how to describe it like it could breathe it's very interesting and 
back to um, my own personal COVID battle. Um, I have constant tinnitus. My ears ring continuously and have, have done so since March of 2020. I have awesome hearing. I was the nerd that was in the club with earplugs, even in my, even in my thirties, because I didn't need the loud music. I was just going out just to have a good time. Right. But I always had earplugs in. So I protected my ears. I have tinnitus all the time right now. And then Furstenberg's book talks about that. Various people have sensitivities and can hear like just the thrum of regular electricity or, or, or radio waves or whatever. So, um, that's when I kind of all that stuff kind of started coming together. I was like, wow, interesting. Because again, my, my ear is just like constant. I mean, right now, now that I'm thinking about it, I can hear it. It's like, right. me too. Yep. Okay. So now that you said that, and I honestly, I didn't know where you had gotten that from. So Dr. Carrie Maday, she's out of Georgia. Yep. Osteopathic internal medicine doctor. I stand for freedom, truth, great love, child of God. Carrie, I'm coming. I'm going to, I'll be messaging you or trying to get a hold of you. We want you on the She's podcast. Great. Yeah. She's great. This She's is interesting. Great. I would like to talk great. about this detox bath. So, so how long did you soak for doc? Oh, yeah, good question. So as hot as I could handle for 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. And I would have, make sure you have somebody around because you get a little bit woozy. I mean, I didn't, I, I was fine, but like, you know, that, that hot of a bath can, sure. you know, you just feel kind of wonky. Um, and then even after you like, <laughs> one of the women who read the post is like, didn't you gross and icky? No. I mean, it's just stuff just washes out right off of you. And when you're doing it, get like a loofah and okay. then scrub a couple times just to kind of open things up. So that everything kind of pushes out. So, and again, I don't know how much it works, but again, I, I trust, I trust Dr. Maday. So, so help us out. What's the theory behind it? What's it doing? Uh, well, the skin is the largest, largest organ in your body. Right. And so um, it's, behind the liver, right? The primary way of, of get, getting toxins out of your body. So if your body's being toxified because it's got some sort of, some sort of exposure issue, inevitably those toxins are going to be coming out through your liver, through your skin, like, you know, even sweat and breath, all that good stuff. Um, and so by opening the pores up and using those things like clay is going to, is a, there's going to be a flocculant that's going to, going to pull all that stuff out. Some, somebody even told me about there's, um, magnetic clay that somebody used there was a vet in california who was having issues and he did a multiple multiple detox baths and apparently is doing very well hmm. right now so um so again just helping the skin so like i even have uh i have an infrared sauna at home that i that i use so i do 20 minutes a couple times like one to two times a week like a uh, tent set up yeah uh, it's no it's a full-on little you got box. the whole the whole yeah. deal yeah, a little box sauna. And so you just crank it up. It's as hot as it goes and sit in there for 20 minutes. Just, you know, sweating, number one. But what that sweating does, right, your pores open up and everything gets pushed out. And if you do, if you do like look into saunas, um, low EMF, right? Because we don't want the very thing that we're trying to avoid be. Sure. The, thing that we're <laughs> the catalyst ourselves. for it, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, that. You know, those, I mean, even just in terms of saunas in general, right, longevity, especially for males. So all the, all the men listening to this is that regular saunas actually increase your, your longevity significantly. And, and maybe that's the detox effect. The study did that I read about it didn't identify the mechanism. They just knew that it happened. So it, it probably has something to do with detoxing, getting that, getting that junk out of your body. Well, I'm still in the battle of the autoimmune and 
I've tried several different diets. Nothing quite does it. Uh, so add this to the list. Yeah. So, so doc, before, yeah. before we, we wrap this up, give me your 10,000 foot perspective, uh, five years from now. <laughs> uh, it's a very different world. It's a very different world. Uh, I think, uh, and again, tenfold had time, Sure. find yourself some land or find yourself a community that's going to purchase a lot of land and, and work towards being self-sufficient. And I, and I know that, that sounds bad shit crazy. I mean, it does. Um, but because five years from now is not that long, right? No, it's going to be here. It's going to be here quickly. And then you're looking at all these manufactured supply supply chain issues and, and like who's, who owns all of our pork, pork, uh, packing in, in the United States, China, right? Smith, Smithfield farms is the largest, um, pork processor in the United States is owned by a Chinese conglomerate, which should be against the law, but whatever. Um, and so that's very easy to control food. So make relationships with local farmers, right? I mean, I get all my beef. I get all my beef from, from farmers. I don't go, I go directly to them. They send it to a butcher and then I pick it up. So it's almost um, like a, a regression. Yes. Right? It, yes. It really is. We have to become hunter gatherers. Hey, while, while we're on this ap- apocalyptic talk, <laughs> uh, I think it's a reset. I don't think it's apocalyptic. Well, yes. I'm, I'm really, well, Dr. Mean, you personally off record have talked crypto. Are you, are you, oh, are you still okay. in the, in the game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, my, uh, and that, that just don't even get me started because I had a tragic loss because I was an idiot and downloaded a bad browser extension and I had 2 billion SHIB. Oh, lost them. Are you kidding me? No. You're 2 billion. Yeah. I'm in, a, I'm in several millions, but I, 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 oh, no, I had, I had like my scraps were, were, I had 200 million scraps. Yeah, no, I had 2 billion. So, and this is a funny story. So, I met a guy on Twitter, met a guy on Twitter. Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 this is hilarious shit. So this guy, and I can't, I won't, I can't say his name. He mentions to me in March, buy ship. I'm like, well, like what? He's like, just, just, just buy it. You'll, you'll thank me later. So I put, you know, I put a, put a couple K on it, which gets me my two, my two billion. And uh, I was like, well, how much did you get? He's like, I put, I put like, I put like about eight on it. Like eight hundred, he's like, no, I put an eight thousand on it. I said, when did you buy? He's like August. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm like, I trust this guy. He, he's he's very credible. I'm not gonna get all the details because somebody could figure out who he was. Um, anyway, there's a there's a tweet floating around right now. There's a wallet that somebody's identified that put eight thousand dollars down on Shiba Inu in August of 2020. I know it's this chucklehead. <laughs> I know it's this guy. <laughs> Seven hundred sixty-five million dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, he gave he, he gave away chunks to his um, employees as bonuses, which I know they 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 frittered away. But that would have been worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars right now, I'm sure. Um, but this guy just throws off. He's like he he says get utility coins, but then he messes around with these shit coins, as he calls them, right. meme coins. The meme coins, right? Hey man, I just just hit a dollar, hit fifty cents. 50 cents you'll never hear from me again i'm gone yeah ship ship's got ship's got too many there's got too many coins for that to happen um You're, well <laughs> you know what i i've said That's the same thing about dogecoin too yeah dogecoin yeah. uh even you know well i mean i'm praying for ripple because that's oh no so it's so a ripple here's the thing everything has to fail for ripple to rise that's the problem that's your that's your your, your apocalypse coin because well, i mean they gotta beat they have to beat the sec completely 
Oh, well, no, I mean, it's, not, it's not even about that because the, I don't know if you, there was a, there was a, a publication or a, a, a press release from, from the fed, the fed or the U S treasury department that did say they were going to have a one overnight implementation of some ODL online liquidity thing overnight. Well, that's ripple. That's ripple. There was going to be, and that was, that was scheduled for, um, November of 2020, some date in November, and then they pushed it back. And so I'm still hopeful, but I think like as far as XRP goes, and let's not conflate XRP and Ripple, right? XRP is the coin, Ripple is the company. That's what they, they used that's, to be one of the same. And never the beginning, right? Never, never, never. That's what that was. That's what makes the SEC case such a joke. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. XRP was minted by another company. I don't remember the original company. It was 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 minted by another company. Um, there were there was no ICO like with Ether. Ripple came in and was given money, given coin, not to sell his contracts, but to fund their marketing efforts. And so like the SEC, the whole thing is, uh, the guy that told me to buy this ship, he says, it, he says it, the fact, he says, Dan, you don't get it. You're still getting engaged in this SEC case. It's already over. It's already done. This is just, this is just like this, this puppet show to have all the clowns down and to try and shake everybody out. So is it going to be a $10,000 coin or not? I don't think 10,000, but like if you do, well, I mean, I got to back up. It's capable because of the way it's structured. So, well, a very interesting thing. So, right. Um, like, I'm sorry, I got to back up. Bitcoin. Bitcoin can be divided down to um, eight, eight decimal points, right? So Satoshi is like one, whatever, 1.01, 1. right? right? Okay. XRP is can be divided down to six decimal points. So one, one millionth. What's the utility of having a coin that's only worth a dollar dividing out all the way down to one, one millionth? Now, if that coin is, and this goes to your 10,000, if that coin is worth $10,000 and it's one, one millionth, what's that? It's one cent. So that's where people come up with the 10,000 number. Now, um, and this, this is the power of crypto. Crypto can be used for good and evil, just like anything, right? Sure. Um, but cr- the whole space of like what all these cryptos, like we're talking about, you know, Quant or, or HBAR or um, XTC or XLM, like I'm picking all the WF coins. So I'm, I'm betting on the bad guys, right? Sorry. Anyway, um, <clears throat> all these coins, what they can do is they can basically be... Um, people don't know this uh, xrp can be uh, is capable of holding smart contracts so that means all the stocks all the derivatives can be tokenized now if we're just talking about the derivative market what's the derivative market worth quadrillions of dollars and let's forget about that cross-border transfers which is which is where ripple the company is driving xrp cross-border transfers trillions of dollars a day Trillions of dollars a day. There's not enough. There's not enough coin at a dollar a coin to, to to do that liquidity thing. So you know, there's so many people in that in that. And I admit I'm a little bit of an XRP maxi, but in that community that think like when it happens, it's going to be overnight. Wow. Meaning you'll go to bed and then you'll wake up and it'll be unaffordable, which is the way they want that. If you look at like the. So where do you think it's going? 
Where, where do you think short term? Short term, I think. I, short term, I think this round. I think seven to thirteen. I hope. I hope seven to thirteen, and then I'll sell X percentage of it, and then hopefully wait for a drop, and then buy back in again, and then. You really uh, don't see it a hundred plus. I don't know because you you have to get the SEC out of it, like you said, right? We got to yeah. get the SEC out of it now. I've what? got my shit on ledger. Like I don't even want to wake up the next morning have, and, and have, uh, panic. I and I have a yeah. percentage of it. I have a percentage of it. Um, but that's because I want to jump if, if I have an opportunity. But um, if you look at, excuse me, what they're, what SECs, again, this is like the retail, I think, I think probably, like retail investors hold like 0.1%. I mean, somebody, somebody can fact check me, but the, the, the amount of coin, that retail investors hold for XRP is, is, is nothing. The majority of it is held by institutional investors. Hmm. I mean, like the, the vast majority. I and mean, like, and then always bet on the bad guys, right? Rothschilds had uh, had disclosure that one of their one of their trust funds holds, um, and it's a it was a it was several billion dollar fund, and eight percent of it was Ripple or excuse me was, was XRP coin. Wow. And then, and then I just learned the other day, this is a BNY um, Mellon heir, this guy who, uh, this is, he died in, I think, 2018. He was on the board at Ripple. So the, he was on the company board. He it came out that he had 500 million, and this was back in 2018, had $500 million worth of XRP distributed amongst friends and, and associates on private ledgers. So this, this joker bought up $500 million worth of coin and gave it because he couldn't be seen buying it. Why? Why would, why would a multimillionaire, maybe even a billionaire, I don't, I'm not sure how much money he had, but definitely millions. Why would he go and collect $500 million worth of coins and then put it off to other people if he didn't think it was really worth a truckload at some point? So there's, I mean, if you look at, I mean, how many other coins have announcements where like the, uh, they, just, they just announced that the Philippine ODL um, so basically payment corridor of the Philippines, they have a payment corridor for Japan. They have um, massive inroads in the Middle East. They just picked up the central bank of Bhutan. Bank of America, Citibank. Like well, bank of America, their, their office in San Francisco is in the same place as Bank of America. Yeah. It, it, there's, you know, if you just look at what Ripple's done in terms of establishing business relationships, any other coin would be worth a thousand dollars. Any other coin. It, 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 it just makes sense. You know, good news comes out for XRP via Ripple and then it drops. Drops, yeah, right. drops 10 cents. It's like, <laughs> I wish I would have bought more. I should, I should, I should continue to. Uh, going yeah. back to SHIB, though, the only thing I don't like about that is that they're trying to build it on, on Ethereum. And I just, Ethereum sucks. I hate Ethereum. The gas fees are stupid as shit. Stupid. 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 You guys will yeah. lose your ass. Stay away from Ethereum. I, I don't give advice, but I'm giving advice. No, yeah, I have, I have like, I have um, a liquidity pair on Shiba Swap, so sort of like DeFi, their decentralized finance, or any interest, and it makes it makes about like two hundred, three hundred dollars a month interest to get it out. I have to pay thirty percent gas fee. I know. Right? I did that. I'm looking at it. I'm like, like you know where I messed up? You know where I messed up because I, I just, I'm not a big Ethereum guy, and I moved it one time. Well, I moved it to my ledger. Yeah, that was the biggest mistake I ever made. Because yeah. I wanted to move it, I had to pay so much money to get it off my ledger. It's brutal. It's brutal. But it doesn't help you even if it's in it's if it's in the ecosystem. You're still paying through the nose. So, yeah. so let me ask you um, on this same conversation. Um, 
Facebook is now launching the the metaverse. Jesus. Okay. And no, we're, so just, I want to go there. Uh, just, going just, to, watch, are, just, just watch. Just watch. Just watch the the movie Ready Player One. Yeah, watched it. There you go. That answers it. That's that's the goal. That's people the goal. living people living in freight containers stacked on top of each other, and they their happiness and their all this is found within uh, that ecosystem. So you may as well plug it back into so, the, uh, but, the pillars. But at yeah. this point is, is what I'm asking specifically, does Facebook's coin, what was it? What was that coin called that they supposedly oh, the, were? The uh, meta coins. The yeah. Meta coins, just meta coins. There was, and I didn't realize there was a whole ecosystem for them. Meta coins took off. Yeah. But that's within Facebook though. But, right? No, but, no, there's, there's, oh. there's meta coins that are outside of Facebook, which so, I didn't know. So yeah. and that, that's, that's where I'm, I'm that's where this thought's coming from is, is this how the, the end game is? Keep us sick, keep us medicated, get our uh, indulgence via virtual reality. Yes. That now you're controlled. This is some fun, right? 100%. 100%. 100%. Shit. Right. It, but it, it's so <laughs> crazy that it's, it, it could be true. Have you seen, have you seen Ready Player One? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's exactly it. You know, you put the goggles on and you have all your friends and you can be, you can be any sex you want. You can be any type of being. It really is a, a beautiful movie. And that last one was made by Steven Spielberg, uh, right? Well, but how does it end, though? Yeah. What happens? I'm not going to give it away, but yeah. Yeah. You don't want to spoil it, but yeah. 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 So, but anyway. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to go that No, extreme, it's, but it's interesting. Gonna... I mean, this conversation could keep going because I love crypto like you do. Uh, yeah. and we can talk oh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you just listen, if I give advice, any advice to you people, not financial advice, <laughs> no financial advice, but stay away from Instagram and Facebook advice. When you're talking, when you're dealing with crypto, do your own research. It's really easy. If someone yeah. says they can help you, they're going to steal from you. I'm just telling you. I've read so many horror stories of people getting taken advantage of. Like I taught four years ago, I had some time off for uh, a foot surgery I had, and I taught myself everything there is to know about crypto. It's easy. You can do it. It takes time, but don't take advice. Just do it yourself. The future is going towards crypto. Oh, it's, it's everything. The stocks are going to be tokenized. The derivatives are going to be tokenized. Real estate's going to be tokenized. Everything is going to be on tokens. When I say tokens, I mean, well, coins. Earth, Earth two. Earth two. So have you seen that? No. I oh my God. That's a rabbit hole. You'll fall All right. down. So Great. if you do a little research, there's a, it's basically a, a video game called earth two, where you okay. can actually buy these coins, but you can buy parcels of land of our, it's, it's an artificial yeah. earth and you can oh. actually zoom in and buy like, it, it would cost me, I think $8,000 to buy my plot of land where my house is. You can zoom in real $8,000. Oh. It's a complete replica of it's a, it's a metaverse of, yeah. uh, and you can buy property. That's where it's going. That that's, what they, that's what they want. Crazy. And yep. these these jokers are actually people are buying land thousands well, and thousands of dollars. What can you also do with this though? I don't know. I don't launder, know. launder, launder money. More and more black web type stuff. All, all these NFTs, like oh NFT of a JPEG sold for five hundred five hundred million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like Hunter Biden's paintings, right? Right. I mean, like, I, I still, I, I can't wrap my head around the fungible token 
concept. Like I, I just don't like, how do you sell a JPEG for half a million dollars? Well, that's the, that's the laundering. Now there are some like Cardano, um, somebody minted some Cardano trees, which my, that friend who told me about SHIB immediately bought. He texted me, but it was, it was late. What, what does that mean? So I missed I don't know. I just <laughs> but, you bought them. <laughs> but you bought them. <laughs> what the fuck is it? No, I did. I missed. I'm pissed. and I was upset about it. I was upset about it. But yeah, it, the, the whole, he understands where it's going. I don't. I haven't grasped the NFT thing yet. I can't. I, don't, I can't I don't, because because like, you're buying a concept that doesn't even physically like, exist. It, but that's the same with this Earth too, where you could buy it. the Vatican exactly. for you know a, a million dollars. You could buy you know a parcel of the Vatican. And guess what? Tomorrow they can unplug it. They can unplug it, right? and they're out that you're money. Gone. I would buy the Vatican just to destroy it, though. So. Right. But, but when you're seeing businesses like ESPN and all these other businesses promoting the NFTs, right, it makes you wonder. Yep. Of course, that's well, and so that's the other thing is like, you know, when was the last time they wanted you to make money? Never. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, like, now I'm seeing this is just sets off alarm bells for me. I see I'm seeing Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin making the mainstream. Bitcoin, Bitcoin's becoming accepted in the the, the mainstream. That 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 makes my my spidey senses tingle, man. I don't I don't trust <laughs> I don't trust it, and, and I don't you know again not financial advice. I'm, I mean, Bitcoin's worth sixty whatever sixty thousand yeah, plus 61. a coin. Yeah, um, but you know if if they rug pull, man, you know they've already demonstrated they have no problem trying to suck every last penny out of us, right? I mean, what, so they, they get the, every... so what was the case that that they just Oh my gosh, I, I don't know why it's it's eluding my mind now. There there was a case where they were able to trace the Bitcoin transactions. Oh yeah, because uh, because everything oh, for the oil, done. the oil, right? Yeah. The, the, the oil. Don't even get me started on the pipeline hack. That right. was not the even go there. But yeah. so they paid in Bitcoin, and supposedly Bitcoin you can't hack into the, the Bitcoin system, but the government was able to track those Bitcoins. It's on a ledger, right? It's on a ledger. Well, so yeah, they, every, they, everything's they on a ledger, but they have to have. They have to have addresses, which are so many characters long. Like, so somehow they probably got someone's address. I mean, yep. you have to have someone's address to be able to connect it to. Okay, so there's nothing's not that like you can you can see this this Bitcoin address, but you there's no other information. Right, right. you can't like break it down. You can't figure out. You'd have to find. They can figure out where it was registered or where it was, you know, whatever where it came up, and that's why this whole thing about you know Bitcoin or whatever being used for nefarious purposes, man. That's cash, right? <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why they're trying to get rid of cash. But like you know, mm-hmm. all these like you know XRP, everything, all that it, they know exactly where everything's been, where it's going, how it got there. You know, that's so the other. There is no uh, anonymity to it at all. Yeah, that's a problem. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if I if I believe that wholeheartedly. I, you know, I believe. I got bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no way outside that system once that system starts and that's a problem once that system starts then there's no yeah well this is a discussion for offline yeah yeah <laughs> so, it is <laughs> doc i want to thank you for joining us again thanks uh, for having me i appreciate it an hour and uh this went i know we were supposed to talk specifically about the book but i, I i'm happy that this conversation spurred off into other things no, yeah, no, because it really there's a nexus that can be formed that it's all connected anyway it absolutely is it absolutely is 100 so we'll probably have to do this again yes and, okay well thanks for having me guys i appreciate it Take care. <laughs>